I know a lot of y'all's favorite part of that song is rising up, and that's cool. Favorite part of that song for me is the the bowing down part. And so just forgive us, those of us that stay in our seat on that. We're worshiping too. Kevin, man, you taught him to him who sits on the throne. I'll tell you, I don't get surprised in this room very often. I get blessed in this room a lot. But when I was about this age right here, I had me a Walkman with some big old earphones, you know. And I had a little tape that had some guys singing to him who sits on the throne. And I wore that thing out. When y'all busted that out a while ago, couldn't even sing. Because I want to be on my knees seeing Him who sits on the throne. And you guys sound like angels. You sound like we were there. Isn't that awesome? And we've been talking about light and darkness. And isn't John cool that He's simple enough that we all can get it? We know the difference, right? And I'm glad you guys are here. Right. And so many of you are contemplating changes in your life. I promise you, this afternoon before we came down here, I didn't get to come down here until it got dark. Because I was talking to literally six of you about burying yourself into Jesus. Isn't that awesome? You're contemplating doing that and making a commitment for Him. And that's awesome. And more of you are thinking about it. Thinking about it. But I want to tell you that Jesus is the true light, okay? And this world is dark. And it ain't going to get any lighter if you don't do something about it. Because you are carrying Jesus' light in you. And it could be one day soon, you're going to have to decide at the door of a place like this, do I love Jesus enough to break the law and worship Him? Do I love Jesus enough to worship Him in spite of people standing around out here saying they're going to kill me if I do. Because you got brothers and sisters in the world today right now who are dying because they did what we just did. We live in America and we're all comfortable and it's cool and we don't even, we don't even want to watch the news about that. But you're living in that world. And I think it's a good question. I know Rusty's going to talk about some other stuff and I'm not trying to get two things going here, but you all, we all need to think about it. Let me plant this thought. Jesus is the Son of God. He was there in the beginning and He created all of this. And one of these days, He's going to take us all home. He's going to give us new bodies that never wear out. And we are going to see Him who sits on the throne. It's going to be... I can't even describe it. It's going to be mind-blowing and awesome. And the cool part is, He wants you there. I'm not talking about you as a group. Yes, you as a group. I'm talking about every one of you. Jesus loves you and He wants you there. And let that guide your decisions. Guys, Let that guide the will in you to worship Him no matter what the world says, no matter what they're doing. And I'm going to worship Him because He's true and they're not. And if I die, I'm going to be with Him. So what? Here we go. Heaven's forever. It's going to be great. I'm going to hush.
Right? I got going. Come up here, man. This is Rusty. Y'all know Rusty, right? Yeah. I'll tell you, Rusty loves the Lord. And every time I'm with Rusty, and I've said this about a few other people lately, I'm a better person when I leave having been with Rusty. I, isn't that cool? That's the kind of person I want to be. And it's because he loves the Lord and he knows God's Word and he's made choices in his life that affect thousands of people because of his words, those words coming from God. He chose to live that life. And I want to pray over him and let him talk. And let's, let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this opportunity to sit on this cool concrete and sing together, Lord, to you. Pray you'll be with all of us in our heart, Lord. I pray we would put away distractions that are going on and whatever's in our mind, and just open our heart and our mind uh, to your servant Rusty and the words he's going to share with us. Lord, we thank you that your Spirit is here and you are here and you love us. And just be with Rusty as he speaks with us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. His name was Keith. And even though Keith knew about Jesus, he had made a deliberate decision long ago to not follow Jesus. It wasn't that Keith wasn't interested in Jesus. He was just more interested in the pleasures of the world and living for himself. He did whatever he wanted to do, whenever he wanted to do it, without any regard for right and wrong or for other people. Keith had embraced the world's lie that pleasing self is more rewarding than pleasing God. Because that's how to do life. But then death came knocking on Keith's door in the form of cancer. A diagnosis like that causes a person to reflect on his or her life. And whenever Keith reflected back on how he had lived his life, he saw clearly that he had done life all wrong. He had tried to do life without Jesus, but that kind of life left him broken, lonely, filled with guilt, shame, and regret, and without any hope in this life or beyond this life. Keith knew what he had to do. He had to get right with God. He wanted to get right with God, so he called me up and asked me to come over to his house because he wanted to be baptized. When I got to his house, I asked Keith, why do you want to be baptized? And he said, Preacher, I've done some bad things in my life. Very bad things. And I need God to forgive me of my sin. And I know enough to know that baptism washes away sin. Isn't that right? I said, Keith, that's exactly right. That's what it does. But Keith was in such bad health that he could not be transported to a baptistry or a pool. So I baptized him in his bathtub. And yes, it is possible to do that. And yes, it does count. It was painful and uncomfortable for Keith because he had some medical tubes attached to him that we had to cover with washcloths. But Keith's desire to be made right with God was greater than his fear, his pain, or his comfort. Afterward, we talked some more and prayed. And after we prayed, Keith looked at me with a big smile on his face. And he said, Rusty, I'm ready. Do you know what Keith was telling me he was ready for? 
Keith was telling me that he is ready to die. And the reason why Keith feels like he is ready to die is because for the first time in his life, he is free from the weight, the burden, the guilt, the shame, and the regret of sin. For the first time in his life, he is filled with hope. The kind of hope that only Jesus Christ can provide. The kind of hope that goes beyond the grave. His name was Nick. And Nick was the kind of guy that looked as if he had everything in life figured out. He had a successful career and was an expert in his field. He was a leader in his community who had earned the respect of his peers. He was the guy that everybody went to with their questions because they knew that Nick had all the answers. And Nick thought he had all the answers too. Until a man named Jesus burst onto the scene. He was saying and doing things that could only come from God. So Nick, Nicodemus, went to talk to Jesus himself. And Jesus blew his mind. And Jesus told him that no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he or she is born again. Born of water and the Spirit. That teaching by Jesus may have caused Nicodemus to remember what God told the Israelites through his prophet Ezekiel when God said that through water, by using water, He would make them clean and give them a new heart by putting His Spirit within them. And that's exactly what happens at the kind of baptism Jesus was referring to in John chapter 3. The Apostle Paul picked up on this in Romans chapter 6. He says that whenever we're baptized, we die to sin. And we are raised up out of the water with Jesus to live a new life. We are born again. We are made new. And Nick was figuring this out. Through his encounter with Jesus, he was figuring out that Jesus can make old things new. That Jesus can make dead things live. That Jesus can bring forth light out of darkness. His name is Earl. Earl joined the Navy when he was 17 to escape a less than ideal home life and to see the world. One day on duty in Pearl Harbor... Earl saw one of his shipmates reading a Bible. Now, Earl didn't know much about the Bible or God or Jesus, and he thought to himself, hmm, maybe I should read the Bible. So he did. And whenever he read the story of Jesus and Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he went to that man he saw reading his Bible, and he said, is Jesus talking about baptism in this story? And the man said, yes, he is. And Earl said, well, I think I need to be baptized. So that man took Earl to a church of Christ right there in Hawaii, and Earl was baptized, and Earl was changed. He now had a future. He now had a purpose. He now had a mission. He now had something bigger than himself to live for, and Earl's been doing that ever since. Earl went on to raise five daughters who were faithful Christians, including my wife, Mitzi. Nearly all of Earl's grandchildren are baptized believers, and Earl has blessed the lives of countless people through simple acts of kindness and generosity. 
So what was it about Jesus that captured the imaginations of Keith, Nicodemus, and Earl? Why were they drawn to Him? Well, I think the reason why is articulated in John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. For God so loved the world. That's you. That's me. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. One of the things that that passage proclaims is that Jesus is the undeniable proof that God is for us. Jesus did not come to the earth to condemn us, to rub our noses in our sin, or to make us feel like losers. Jesus came to save us. God sent Him to save us because God loves us and God is for us. And every single one of us know deep down inside that the love of God changes everything for the better. God's love gives us the kind of peace, joy, grace, mercy, forgiveness, and hope that our souls yearn for and our hearts cry out for. God's love redeems our suffering and our brokenness and our loneliness. God's love fuels our lives with new meaning, new purpose, a new perspective, a new attitude, and a new future. And God's love inspires us to want to be better, doesn't it? God's love inspires us to live for Him. And this is why we are drawn to the waters of baptism. God's love makes us want to love Him in return. It motivates us to dive into His story. We want to immerse ourselves in God's goodness, in God's purposes, and in God's will. We are drawn to the waters of baptism Because we want to die to sin. We want to be done with it forever. How many times have you thought that in your life that you wish and you hope that you could just be done with this sin because you know sin is not life-giving. It is soul-sucking. Life is not found in sin. Sin, if you play it out to its logical and rational conclusion, only leads to a dead end. Anything attached to sin in this world is in the process of dying and decaying, but Jesus gives life. And so we are drawn to the waters of baptism because we want to die to sin and selfishness, and we want to be raised to live a new life that is focused on Christ. And just like Keith and Nicodemus and Earl, when we understand that God loves us and that God is for us, we want to love God and we want to stand for God. His name is Jesus Christ. In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not, cannot, will not overcome it. 
The light of Jesus Christ wins. And through baptism, Jesus invites every single one of us and everyone in the world to participate with Him in His victory so that we too can be winners and overcomers and conquerors and victors. His name is Jesus Christ. And I hope and pray that you will follow Him all the days of your life. I've asked Kevin Schaefer to help me close this lesson by leading us in a song that he's been teaching us this week called No Sweeter Name. Join in. No True.